sometimes you and I, we stare at each other for a moment when we're physically together and coming out of a moment or a meeting or whatever the hell it is. And we just look at each other and we just start, we just start to laugh. Because <laughs> um, it's wondrous. It's really wondrous. When I get all filled with angst in my usual, in my neurotic state, and you just look at me and laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because it's so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I, lo- I love laughing at Julie's ner- neuroses. It's so entertaining to me. I'm sorry, Julie. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Penny Legate. <laughs> I know that. I'm Julie Blacklow, I think. Today we- you are. I think you are. I'm seeing you. You look yeah, like Julie Blacklow. You can see me. Yeah. You, you know my voice. You know, Penny and I don't have any guests today. It's just the two of us. And we want to talk about... The last few days, we've been experiencing what I would have to call magic. Yes. For lack of a better word, we've been talking to people, trying to help us amplify our message, get us focused on not just what we're doing. We're doing a a podcast, but more to the point, why? Why are we doing this? That is the big question. That is the question today. Why? 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 And, you know, we started out bumbling into it, stumbling into it. And we're starting to find our voice and our rhythm. I think when we started, Julie, let's just go back earlier this year, when we decided to do this venture together, a podcast, we were thinking we still had a lot to say. And (laughs) we've had a lot of various experiences between the two of us. And we decided that maybe by talking about them to just bring other people into the fold who might have similar experiences or concerns in their lives through our kind of tackling them, dissecting them, telling about our experiences that other people might feel uplifted or uh, not alone, not so isolated. But I think from even that, we've grown now to a new point in this evolution. And this is like what Julie was alluding to in just the last, I would say, week or so. We have had such amazing synchronicity. I love that word, how things line up when you're on the right path. And I know a lot of people who are probably listening right now are feeling, what is it I need to be doing? What am I called to do? Everybody has unique and wonderful skills. And how do I best use those to fulfill why I'm here on this planet? So there you go, Julie. I set you up. That's there it. You go. We, can, we can end this now. Okay. You're pretty much. Thanks for listening. Pretty, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. And, and after these last few days of amazing people coming into our lives to help get us further down the road or focus us, get us to think about what we're doing in a more cogent way to define us. And to, to seek the answer, why are we doing this? I pulled out one of my favorite books, which is called An Open Life. It's a, it's a transcription of an interview with Joseph Campbell. And some of you may not know who he is, but he's a great mythologist and author and lecturer and professor. He's gone now, but his work remains. And I read, Penny, these couple of paragraphs that I wanted to share with you mm-hmm. from this book, An Open Life. It's all about what you said, Penny, about the call. And he writes, whether small or great, and no matter what the stage or grade of life you are in, the call rings up the curtain on a mystery of possible transfiguration, a rite or moment of spiritual passage, which when complete amounts to a dying and a birth. The familiar life horizon has been outgrown now. The old concepts, ideals, and emotional patterns no longer fit the time for the passing of a threshold is at hand. And I think that's where we are. It's very emotional for me 
you know, I started reading this book 30 years ago. The other thing he talks about, and we are in this place now, Penny, this is a quote from him. If you have the guts to follow the risk, life opens, opens, opens up all along the line. I believe in spiritual magic. I feel that if one follows what I call one's bliss, the thing that really gets you deep in the gut and that you feel is your life, doors will open. Mm. I know that. Yeah. That's what's been happening to us. We have met some people who have taken us to another planet. Yeah. So literally, I mean, we, we, we talked with a very um, visionary man the other day. Don't have permission, I guess, to say who, who that no, is. No, but, let's um, keep that to ourselves. But A known visionary. I mean, a man who's been very successful, but it has not stopped at just making money. He has pushed the envelope on trying to find answers for greater humanity, whether it be healthcare or new ways of thinking. I think what we came away with from this meeting with him the other day was that the essential part of life is just to find your joy. It's what the Dalai Lama wrote about his book about happiness. That's what the essence of what we're doing is to bring joy, right? To bring joy for ourselves and bring joy to other people, to uplift all boats. That's was his phrase, to lift, lift all, all ships. Boats. We feel a calling. I think that's why we were brought together just by accident, by happy accident. We always knew each other for a long time, but we didn't really know each other intimately. And we didn't have a goal that we were sharing. Now we do. And I feel that we're being called. And this begins to answer, Penny, why are we doing this? We're not doing this for for the money. <laughs> for, for money, God knows. We're not no. doing this just to hear ourselves talk. Right. We're trying to put something out in the world that will lift all ships. Right. Um, and make people know, more importantly, they are not alone. We have suffered. You cannot live to our age and not have suffered. And God knows you and I have both talked about some of the things we've gone through in, in, in past podcasts, and we'll talk about it some more. Yeah, everybody is carrying some sort of load. Oh, yeah. Some sort of grief, some sort of challenge. That's what I think of when somebody cuts me off in traffic. I think that person has got a lot on their mind today or is really sad or troubled or angry. Just to pick up again on what you're saying here, Julie, is when you lock into that slipstream of what is right, you know it's right, then everything <laughs> starts to fall into place. And that's what we're talking about that's happened in the last few weeks and especially in the last few days. So when you keep getting these affirmations from the universe, and I, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe in God and divine guidance. And I think if you finally find that place where you're supposed to be, and this could not necessarily be some sort of job or, you know, oh, I'm finally going to be a parent or that kind of thing. It's more like an internal like you said, calling that calls you and calls you and you know it, you hear it. I've heard this for years. I've heard it for decades, actually, to do what we're kind of doing now, which is to reach out, to affirm, to uplift, to laugh. Yes. To, you, you know, laugh. bring <laughs> joy. I mean, this is, I just got some goosebumps. I'm getting all goofy over I know, here. I know. You go cranky and wild. I get cranky and you just laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in my whole life I've ever let anybody do that. <laughs> I always, I always took it as an insult. And now <laughs> and, that's and, funny too. That's funny to me as well. 
<laughs> I'm so ridiculous. Yeah. Just, let's just talk about the other day. So we had this meeting, right? We had this incredible meeting that we thought might last an hour, but three and a half yeah. hours. Three and, we and a half were hours. Like, yeah. Three <laughs> and a half hours with this gentleman, thought leader, this visionary man and his team and it's it's and the people he surrounds himself with <laughs> we were in awe of course of the different things that they are doing to benefit humanity and then we left there kind of in a trance actually and yes. we decided we were starving <laughs> we, we, went, we went back in the car yeah. and sat i couldn't even start the car for a moment no we just looked at each other and i said where the hell have we been i know where? i said i don't know i can't <laughs> tell you <laughs> i know some other planet and then we got in the car. We finally got the wherewithal to start driving. And um, we went to a little restaurant and had sat down to have lunch. And lo and behold, there's these two women sitting next to us. And uh, you want to take it from there, Julie, about what happened next? Well, it was another moment of synchronicity. One of the women knew Penny a little bit, but she, they recognized each other. And so Penny and I were still in this state of magic, bliss, whatever you want to call it. And we invited them over to actually sit next to us. We were just chit-chatting across our tables. Yeah, we were, and said, so come over and sit with us. And I felt this incredible need to have a woman I'd never met. I needed to physically touch her. I needed to lean into her. And she, to me, but the most as astonishing thing that happened, Penny was sitting across from me. And next to her was this woman who looked very frail to me and, and sad. And within moments, she shared with us that she had lost her son. Her son had died in a car accident in Los Angeles. Caused by a drunk driver. Caused by a drunk driver and a totally preventable tragedy. But it happened. And Penny, as many of you may know, lost a daughter years ago. Not something you ever get over. You just manage through it somehow. And by the way, Penny's, you know, one of the bravest women I know because she's still here with us and she's still going and living and thriving and creating, but I digressed. But here's this woman who just lost, who lost her son meeting another woman who knew her pain. And unless this has happened to you, you do not know that pain. And Penny and this woman hugged each other in a, and I just get overwhelmed thinking about it because the synchronicity of that moment where this woman needed love and there was Penny giving it to her. They held on to each other for a long time, a long, incredible moment of intimacy between two mothers. And it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. And it was another synchronous moment in a day that had stunned both of us. And I don't know what else to say about that except that it was magic. Then yesterday, two more people arrived into our lives, people we need to help us on this path. But I think I feel I'm being reborn in some way, even in my old age. I'm so grateful to still be alive. Brings us back to why are we doing this? That was the question that one of these people asked both of us. You have to answer the question why it gives your life purpose and focus. And we're, we're trying to get to that answer. And I would say to all anyone who's listening to us, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you helping people? Are you being honest with yourselves? Are you answering the call 
whatever that might be. For, for Penny and me right now, we're both being called to do this as if all of the 80 combined years in broadcasting and various aspects of broadcasting have brought us to this moment. We've been practicing. We've been practicing. <laughs> We've been practicing. That's right. A long time. Till this point. Is that your why too? Is that yeah, the answer? Yes. And I, I, I think a lot of our why, which we're dealing with now and looking at now has been building all through our lives. You've covered stories of great import and tragedies and trying to make understanding of really tough situations. I've tried to bring knowledge to the world of, you know, AIDS orphans in Africa or, you know, all the different places I've traveled and done stories and learned and learned and learned compassion and a sense of my privilege in the world where I am and what I, what do I do with that? And I think so many of us have reached a point in our life, and maybe those of you listening are in your slipstream now and doing what you have been called to do, but for those of us who are still discovering it or haven't yet discovered it, I think we all know in our hearts what we're being called to do. And I think it takes courage to answer that call because it doesn't go away. It seems like in, insurmountably difficult to follow that dream or that passion. And I love Glennon Doyle. She's an author and a podcaster too. And uh, she's very funny. And she wrote a book called Untamed, which I loved. And Julie read it as well. <laughs> and she talks about our frustration, right, with the world. And Julie and I have talked about this many times. Like, why is everything broken? Why are people so rude? Why do we have to have cell phones you know, eating up all of our lives, blah, blah, blah. So when she, she looks at that, she says, okay, we all lie awake at night about stuff. And it could be our personal, personal lives or the world at large or whatever. But she said, find what it is you cannot turn away from. Find what it is, whether it's abused animals or children who aren't getting adopted or homeless. What is it you cannot you up that makes you so passionate that you you have to do something find that whatever that thing is and go serve it go do it it doesn't have to be your entire life but go find that part of you is being called yes. that you cannot turn away from you remember penny eight months ago when we first began this journey i tried to bail out yeah i, I let you i didn't i said no i can't do this i just want to paint i just want to be with my horse. Just leave me alone. I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm too busy, which of course I wasn't, but I, you know, was lying about it to myself and you would not let me go. You know, you badgered me into listening. And now of course I realize we were both being called to something and that is what we're doing now. We have been called. I don't know where we're going with this in the long run, but we're going there one step at a time. And I want to kind of close this particular conversation with another quote from this Joseph Campbell book, An Open Life, when he talks about the call. When the call comes and the curtain goes up, will you answer it? And he says, there's this sense of the potential that opens out before you and you have no idea how to achieve it. You start out in the dark, then strange little helpmates come along, frequently represented by little fairy spirits or magic <laughs> or little gnomes, whatever you want to call it, who give you the clues that you're answering. Amen, sister. Amen. Well, onward. 
I hope this odd little conversation between Penny and me helps you think about your own lives. We care about you and we want to hear from you. We'd love to hear about your wives. We'd love yes. to hear about how you were calling. Called. Yes. yes. What, what, you know, you can talk to us through our Facebook or uh, Instagram page, communicate with us and tell us what you're thinking about. We'll see you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to this. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't wrap up the show without tipping our hats to production director, Clem Daniels. Thanks so much, Clem, for making it sound so good. 